is your first time here, I'm glad that you're with us. If it's been a little while since you've been here, glad you're with us too. Um, and if you were here last week, glad you're with us. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's good that we get to be together to worship, um, but also just um, be in the same space together. I have, before we get into a sermon, um, this, this really churchy kind of schooly word <laughs> um, called ecclesiology. And basically, ecclesiology is what we kind of come to an agreement like, this is church. When we've done these things, we have done church, <laughs> right? Like, um, and so there's this term like called minimal ecclesiology. It's like, what is the lowest common denominator so we can say we got together and had church, y'all? <laughs> um, and um, I've come to the place for that for me is when we get to praise God together, we get to pray together, and we get to be in God's word together. Those three things. Like, which the reason why I say it that way is because that means I can do that anywhere. Right? Yeah, I can sing anywhere, but like it doesn't even have to be singing. Me and Meyer in front of somebody who wants to just declare the goodness of God, <laughs> we just praise God together. I got two more ingredients. Don't let me pray with this cash register person, okay, because I'll do it real quick. <laughs> I will pray with anybody very quickly. And if we just say Jesus wept, we just had church. <laughs> so far, we have been enjoying church together. And as we get into this time in Scripture, um, it'll be no different. I want to pray and then we can jump into it. Father, thank you for how your spirit is already moving here breaking barriers, breaking chains. God, it's true that many of us come wound and bound up. But you are a God of peace. And God, you are a God of freedom. And so, Lord, where we are wound up, anxious about life, Lord, we declare your peace. Just as you spoke peace over a stormy sea, God, and you have given us authority to do the same, we speak peace in Jesus' name. God, where we are bound up because of challenges and life and confusion and unsure of where to go and how to get there, Lord, we speak your freedom. And we trust your word where it says that where your spirit is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And so, Lord God, we know your spirit is here. May we embrace that freedom. As we dive into scripture, may our hearts be attuned with you and our minds cleared so that we might be transformed by how you're speaking to and through us. Let everything I say glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're not in a sermon series, as I've said before. And we're kind of in this weird in-between quasi-semi-series, semi-sermon series. Um, and uh, just kind of reaffirming.
that we're committed to as a church family. And um, this week, uh, we're committed to being an all-in church. And by that, I mean we do ministry together. We'll talk through that through the sermon, but that's something that is important for us every time, honestly, every, every time we talk about serving, every time we talk about ministry. So we'll be in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, um, and we're actually going to dive right into the scriptures, and we'll kind of pull it apart as we go. Um, Paul is writing to a church in Ephesus. I love saying this, we're reading somebody else's mail here right? But there's some things that are important that we can kind of grab out of this as well. Starts in verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Pausing. I think oftentimes we see those, like, those areas of ministry, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, and we, be, and we have a lot of baggage that comes along with those. Lots of baggage. Some of that baggage is cultural, some of it's denominational, right? Some, like, we come historical baggage with all of these things, but I think one of the things that is true is that most of us come to thinking about what a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist is, and we might say something like they are called to the ministry, <laughs> right? Like that, I remember hearing that, like, like you're called to the ministry. There's something different about ministry and the ministry, <laughs> right? Um, and I kind of want to break our habit of believing that. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are not the ministry. If we read, if just those two verses, their role is to equip everybody for ministry. We all actually are a part of the ministry. And there is a unique role of those five parts of God's body, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and teachers, their role is not to do the ministry. It is to make sure that we all are equipped for ministry, which we have not done a good job of historically as the church. We're like, okay, these people do the ministry, and y'all just kind of serve on Sunday. (laughs) You know, we need people to change diapers, so... They'll do the ministry and you child care, right? They'll do the ministry and you do something over here with homeless people. They'll do the ministry and you do, you're the finance doctor, <laughs> right? We come up with all kinds of different titles for it too, so it feels good. Anything that's building up the church is ministry, <laughs> Period. Anything, so like that, that has to sink so deep into our being. Because if we don't, we are no, we don't have the opportunity to be, to live the glory and honor that God has actually given for us to be in ministry. Uh, 
Jesus doesn't absolutely need us for this. He chooses us to be a part of this. If God can, I mean, if God can create the world with his words, he can fix the world with his words too. But there's something unique about having humanity be a part of it. And if we feel like there's only a few people who can be a part of ministry, the golden chosen, then we dishonor one another by saying, oh yeah, they're just helping out with ministry. Nope. Scripture says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Anything that builds up the church is ministry. We'll continue this portion of scripture. He says, this work will continue until we all have come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We're still talking about their role, right? I'm just being honest. We're still talking about their role. Their role is to equip us so that this is not an issue. This is not a thing. The last thing about this, this little section, then I'm going to show you a picture. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so they sound like the truth. Okay, I need you to see this picture because this is like both like, well, it's like I have a love-hate relationship with these things. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with, <laughs> with social media. <laughs> uh, I love it because you get to be connected to people. I hate it because people go in there and they try to figure out their theology. And <laughs> like, <laughs> they go in there and they like, they scour video after video, hours and hours of being led down rabbit trails of lies <laughs> whole churches and families have been broken up because of deception listen that's that shouldn't feel like what Th that should not feel surprising to us it's all already on the news right our whole country is kind of like uh <laughs> broken up and weird because of fake news and misinformation, right? That's not just a political, it doesn't just have political consequences, it also has theological ones. And every time we go into this space alone, I'm not saying don't research. I'll, I've actually talked about that even from it, while preaching. Do research. But every time we go off and we research alone, that's kind of where we get messed up. There is a whole group of, of individuals whom the Holy Spirit has given to the church to help us make sure that we don't go weird. <laughs> Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, their role is to equip the body of Christ for ministry and to make sure that we don't like start going down weird roads together. That's, that's their role. It's not the ministry, but it is a specific part in ministry. 
One of the things that happens if we think that just those five are the ministry, dishonoring all the other areas of ministry, well, that dishonor causes us to try to figure it out by ourselves. You've been in that place before where you're at work and nobody's actually honoring what you do. So you're like, well, I'm going to get my own honored in. <laughs> Listen, I know I've been there. So you might not have been there. You saved. And I, <laughs> like, listen, like, he's still working on me. I've been in that way in my family life. Well, I feel like I'm not actually being seen. So I start doing weird things to get seen. <laughs> I've had that in my work life where they're not actually appreciating what I do, and I'm staying up late doing stuff, and nobody knows. So there's something that triggers inside of me that's like, I don't know, it's not even conscious. It just happens. <laughs> the same thing is actually true for the church, too. When we dishonor all of the ways in which God is going to work to build up the church and reach the world, when we dishonor some of those, the Something that happens inside of us that's like, hey, wait, what am I? Am I just garbage? What? Am I thrown away? What? Am I not valuable? Am I not worthy? Well, they'll give me attention here. Thoughts here. Ooh. This is not something that's just a... Um, isolated idea. Paul says the exact same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where there's a list of all these spiritual gifts and talking about us honoring all of the ways that we are involved in ministry. And when we dishonor some, the whole body is actually pained because of it. The whole body of Christ is pained because we do not honor all of the areas of ministry. Continuing, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who was the head of his body, the church. Last little verse here. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want to go on record in saying ministry doesn't just happen here in this building. Some of us cannot figure out what we're supposed to be doing in ministry and what's my special part because you don't feel any motivation to do anything in this building except sing and pray. That doesn't mean that you're not called to ministry. It just might mean that you're called to ministry outside of this thing. And I'm not saying not a part of this community. Do you know how much Christ wants to do in the earth? <laughs> it's not just this building. It's not just at this address that God wants to do ministry. There are people who need to know who Christ is, period. 
And we do not live in a time in America's history where even in, for folks who are far from Christ are looking for Christ. And I gonna come to this building looking for something they're not looking for. <laughs> you might not feel called to do anything in this building because you are actually called and actually equipped and actually gifted and skilled with reaching folks who don't actually wanna come in this building. But Christ has something for you to bring to them. But nobody told you that that was a real thing because they keep asking you to serve in a particular Sunday experience. No, it's not a thing. Ministry is not Sunday. This is just our family reunion. <laughs> Every week, it's just getting together at Big Mama's house for food. <laughs> that literally is what this is. It's nothing... I, know, I don't want to diminish the value of what happens here, but I also don't want to needlessly elevate it either. This isn't just my role is not to just minister to you. My role is to equip you to do ministry. I'm going to say that because I think some of us need to actually let that sink in. My role is not to just minister to you. It is to equip you for ministry. Yeah, I know I do get to minister to you, but if you think that I'm the only one ministering here, my family is going to get dragged. I'm serious. If you think that that's the only, that I'm the only one supposed to be doing ministry here, you don't love my wife and my children. <laughs> because you keep asking me to show everything, not knowing that you're supposed to be there yourselves. You'll keep asking me to pray when you got a direct line to the Holy Spirit too. You keep asking me about Scripture when Ben can teach better than I can about Scripture. I love the role in ministry that I have. It's not to be the keeper of Scripture and prayer. My role is to equip you to do ministry and whatever capacity the Holy Spirit has given you. That's my job here. That's my job. Nothing else. That doesn't mean I won't pray. I Please, I love praying for you. But let me be real. If you're going to wait in a long line for me to pray for you, when there's a prayer team, it's not my job to just do all the ministry. That's something we have taught one another incorrectly. That it just is. Well, well, like the staff and the pastor, they, they do it better. <laughs> True. <laughs> Listen, it's okay. It's okay. We, we're family. We're family. No one just starting out or no one growing and developing in ministry starts off doing it like someone who's been doing it for 20 years. That's normal. That's normal. Our children don't wash the dishes like we do. <laughs> you got to go back like, whoo. <laughs> Why does this water taste like this? Water that tastes like fried chicken? I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because the eight-year-old washed that cup. 
<laughs> it's okay. Notice that scripture doesn't say that it's their job to make sure that ministry is happening perfectly. It actually says so that they grow. <laughs> Ooh, that requires development, which means you have to actually start off not doing perfectly, which also means that the rest of the body has to be willing to be ministered to by you while you're learning. If you only want someone who's been doing it for 20 years, the people who have been doing it for 20 years, when they die, no one will know how to do it. <laughs> no one will know how to do it. We have to actually be willing to grow together in ministry. And if we aren't willing to grow together in ministry, oh, we may as well go ahead and close up shop now because unison will not last long. Just not. You have a role here. And by here, I don't necessarily just mean in this building in our community. Some of you have never considered that having a list of every name in our children's ministry, praying for them throughout the week is ministry. I'm telling you, it is. <laughs> I was honestly just thinking, okay, so some of you know this, but I have, I have a tooth issue happening right now. Um, where I got to get some work done on the tooth, and it has taken me out of commission now twice. Um, and in the middle of the week, like, I started to kind of, um, it started actually to get worse. But Friday, it started to kind of turn and get into a space where it's like, okay, all right. Um, Thursday, there were a lot of people praying for me. Really, because I actually wasn't here. I didn't come to the staff meeting. I had an executive team meeting that I didn't come to. I didn't come to Bible study. This because, listen, I cannot leave this house until this tooth is figured out. Um, and there were a bunch of people praying for me. And Friday, I woke up, and there's this old song that we used to sing when I was a kid. Somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time and prayed for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Like, it's just, that's it. Like, and we would just go over and over and over. My mother prayed for me. My father prayed. <laughs> you might not think that that's ministry, but it is. Is it a unique and special role on the worship team to pray? Nope. If you want to come and pray for us on a Sunday morning, you're welcome to. But it doesn't have to happen here. Some of you do not see changing the toilet roll, toilet paper roll in the bathroom as ministry. But let the toilet roll, let the paper be gone on Sunday. <laughs> and some people going to need your ministry. <laughs> it builds the body up. It does. Some of you don't see encouragement as ministry. You're just like, I'm just telling them they did a good job. I'm just, there's a spiritual gift called encouragement, which is to bring courage to. 
not just to tell folks they've done a good job, but to actually bring courage to. There are people who need an extra boost and kick so that they actually can get involved in ministry. But they're so nervous, so discouraged, so unsure that they need somebody to say, you can do it. And you might think that that's, no, that's just me being nice. There's a whole spiritual gift called encouragement. If you got the NIV, it's called exhortation. That's what that means, to bring courage to. I'm trying to stimulate our imagination for what ministry is. We all have a role here, and if we only think it's the people who are preaching and or singing and or dot, dot, dot on Sunday morning, then we will continue to dishonor the parts of the body that God wants to move through powerfully. And we'll be lopsided as a church. We'll be strong in some areas and weak in others. And that's not necessary. We all have a role in ministry. Some of you are like, I don't know how to find mine. The best way to find your role is actually getting in the game. That's that all-in church mentality. What do I mean by that? Some of you are like, I got to take a spiritual gifts assessment, and then after I take the spiritual gifts assessment, then I will enroll at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary, and then once I've enrolled at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary, I will do a residency at a big church, and then I will know what I'm supposed to do. Not a thing. (laughs) Not a thing. That is a form of equipping for specific kind of ministry. The best way, and let me tell you, it starts off the same way with everybody. I don't care if you actually end up in seminary. If you end up in seminary, you would have started off by getting plugged into something that is not seminary first. Because that's the only way we actually figure out how the Lord has wired us. Is we get, okay, well, what's the first thing I can do? Hospitality? Okay, that's what I'm going to do then. And then you realize, I don't even really like people that much. So that's probably not my area of ministry. <laughs> that's okay. We're humans. Not everybody is going to like the same thing, okay? If you're not a bubbly personality, I'm telling you now that's probably not the best place. But if that's where you started, somebody there who's been walking with the Lord for a while may come to you and say, listen, Chase, I want you to try out the safety team. They serve people too, but in different ways. Like, you, you're the one that's always suspicious. <laughs> Looking at everybody's hands in their pockets when they walk in the church. While their hands in their pockets. You should probably be on the security team. <laughs> the only way you'll know these things, I'm telling you, the only way you'll know these things is by actually getting, and I call it the sandbox. You have to play around. You have to. And it's okay for us to consider this as it's a joyful experience. It's not just work. It's a joyful experience to be a part of what God is doing. There is a joy to being used by the Lord in ministry. There is a joy to it that we often forfeit trying to find the perfect thing. 
just get in, just get in. And there are people who, as you build community, will see certain gifts in you. Like, man, you're really good at understanding scripture, just naturally. Have you ever thought about, like, teaching? That's how that works, honestly, every single time. I know many of us are, we want the Holy Spirit to give it to us in a dream, but most likely we're going to give it to us in a relationship. Just kind of how that works. Why? Because it ain't just about you. It's about all of us. And there are some people whose role is to actually point that out. So if you never give them an opportunity to point that out, they don't get to actually serve in their area of ministry. Whatever builds the body up is ministry, family. What it means to minister simply means to serve. That's it. It's not more complex or more deep than that. It really isn't. I know we like to to highlight that word, but it's not. It's just to serve. What is it that serves this body? Some of us are like, oh man, it seems like all my areas of ministry are already taken up here. I don't know what I can do. Trust me, the Holy Spirit will equip you in other ways. <laughs> it just is really. But if you're waiting for a dream or some mystical moment, I'm telling you now, that is not most commonly how it works. You would be an exception if that's the case. And God does make exceptions sometimes. But if you're hoping to be an exception, think not more of yourself than you ought. <laughs> Pull out my King James for you. <laughs> don't, if you're hoping to be the exception, don't think too highly of yourself. I tell, tell my kids, you're special, but you ain't that unique. There's a flow to this. Get in the game. Get in the game. Don't overthink it. I actually said that a couple of weeks ago, too, in that uh, preach to yourself sermon. Don't overthink it. Honestly, don't. Because we have our whole life to grow in ministry. Our whole life. The last thing is something that is important for us as a church family. Because um, it's, a, it's a value system that we, that we tend to operate with. Who you are and where you are is more important than what you do here. Who you are and where you are is more important than what you do here. And what I mean by where is not just the location on a map. Where, and tell me about your capacity. Like, do you have a lot going on in your life right now? If you just found out that you've got a pretty bad diagnosis, or family life is really rough, or whatever the case may be, because we're humans and we're limited in our capacity, and you feel like, I gotta just keep doing, I gotta keep ministering, I gotta keep serving, I gotta keep, because God won't be proud of me, and I'll let you put down who you are and where you are is more important than what you do here. For me too, right? All of us, who we are and where we are is more important than what we do here. 
if we can't say that to each other, keep pressure upon one another to do what the whole of our body is supposed to do together. So if you're the only one doing what you do in a community of over 180 people, <laughs> that is not the Holy Spirit. That's your ego. I'm just being honest. Me too. If I'm the only one who does what I do here, it's not the Holy Spirit. I'm not that... The more we can push our egos down, we can actually see the Holy Spirit has equipped this body for everything it needs. So where there is a hole, someone is either not being encouraged to fill it or someone's blocking it. And they need to actually move out of the way by acknowledging who they are and where they are. Be first, then do. This is, the, this is how the body of Christ works. Be first. Jesus talks about himself as the vine and we are the branches. We abide in him. Then we bear fruit. It's not bear fruit and then we'll know that you're in me. Some of us do to prove that we're in relationship with Jesus. Nope, that's not actually how the body of Christ works. It's the opposite here. We are in relationship with Christ, and out of that relationship, our ministry flows. And if we get that backwards, we oftentimes end up hurting people in the process. Because we're trying to push for the Spirit of God to move when all you really need to do is pray that morning. And out of that prayer the ministry would flow. Be first, then do. And if you find that you cannot be, then that means your capacity is actually low. And you need to take a break and let someone else do that thing in ministry while you rest and get back in when your capacity is back up. That's how this works. That's why we're a body. That's why you ain't supposed to do it yourself. We all have this, all of us. Be first, then do. Who you are and where you are will always be more important than what you do here. But I also wanna make sure that I make it really clear. I ain't saying be without the rest of the words. Some of us are like, I'm going to just be there on Sunday, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to be there online, and then I'm just like, not going to do nothing. No, do. <laughs> this, is a, it's a, it's just, this is how it works in the kingdom of God. It's not one or the other. It's both. Get plugged in. Some of you are like, oh, I don't know if I can serve if I'm not a mem member. I, listen, you ain't got to be a member nowhere to serve people. <laughs> This is not a, it's like, you don't, it's not, they're not dues here. Serving people, pray for folks. If you want to show up early and just greet out in the parking lot, you don't need to be commissioned to do that. <laughs> Say hi to people. 
Make them feel like they're home when they get here. I don't care if you're not on the hospitality team. You have to be on the team for that. But if that's where you feel called, talk to Joshua Nave. <laughs> he will get you plugged in. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do want us to have the value system of being in Christ, being in community first, and then allow our doing to come out of that. But do. Because we're all called to it. We're all a part of it. We are an all-in church. Last thing, um, and then more so just because I'm convicted in the moment to say it. Um, we're all in with every part of ourselves. In prayer and in our hands, but also in our giving. It's a part of what it is to do life and ministry together. We are not a church that's like, you got a $500 seed, come on and form a line over here. That's not how we roll. But we are a church that believes in being all in, even with our finances. That is ministry because it builds up the body of Christ. Trust me when I tell you it does. There are so many parts of, so many members of our community and of our church family who need you to give financially, not just so that salaries get paid and lights don't get turned off. No, so that people's rent gets paid too. <laughs> That's a part of what this puzzle is. So that when people need a, a, need a procedure and they cannot afford it, their family, Ben's looking at me, <laughs> their family can be a piece of that puzzle. You might not see your giving as ministry, and I'm telling you it is. It is. It's not a bill. It's not you paying for God's favor. I know that some of us have heard that. It's not that God's going to not care about you and make sure you eat if you don't give. That's not how this works. But let me tell you what, how this does work. In every area of our life where we're faithful to God, God lies. It's not a tit for tat, you do this and I'll do that. It just is a kingdom principle. In every area of our life where we are faithful to be participants in God's work, he multiplies, period. So for those of you who love studying and understanding scripture, the more you teach, the more you'll study and understand scripture. That's how that works. <laughs> for those of you who like encouraging, the more that you encourage, the more that you'll be encouraged and have the ability to encourage others. The more you give, the more you will have to give with. That's just a kingdom principle that I didn't make up. <laughs> and nor is a manipulative tool to get to give more but we are on all in church so that's ministry too if you have not caught the rhythm just say in any and everything that builds the body of Christ up is ministry 
let your imagination go wild. Let your imagination go wild. If you need some, if you need to know, like, hey, I'm not confident about whether or not this is a ministry thing. I want to do this. Shoot a text, an email. I'm going to tell you now. If you send it to me, I'm going to tell you, you should start that. <laughs> That's how I roll because I'm going to treat you all like church planners. Like, you should start that area of ministry because <laughs> we don't currently have that. A couple of people are like, we, we should have a dance ministry. Yes, we should start that. No, <laughs> like, we should have a children's choir. Yes, we should start that. Because <laughs> I believe in the body of Christ. Um, and if we hoard authority and ministry into certain areas, then ultimately we don't do each other good and we're not living according to scripture. So I want to pray um, and then we can head out. Um, actually, before we pray, um, if you're here, and even before this idea of trying to find out where I am in ministry, you need to focus on that being part. I'm not actually being in Christ. I'm not, I don't find myself fully committed and invested into this relationship with God. So I just want to invite you to actually to make that being commitment. You can do that in your house. You can do that in your car. But there is something special about doing that with a community of people. And with the community of people, it is saying two things. Yes, I want to be in relationship and connection with you, God. But I also want to be in connection and relationship with this body I want this group of believers, I want them to encourage and challenge me. And there's, that's kind of how that works. That's the real reason to like raise your hand. It's because it's not just about you and Jesus. It's about you and Jesus and us. That's what the cross thing is. <laughs> you, Jesus, and us. <laughs> so if you're in a space where you know you're not being in full committed relationship with God and you're like, yo, I feel like I need to make that right, make that steady and stable. Just put your hand in the air real quick. Um, just want to pray with you. Yeah. Bet. Celebrate that, sis. Honestly. Here's how commitments with Christ work. I, I say this, when you know that you need something and you trust Jesus with it, that's the commitment. The commitment is faith. It's not a commitment to showing up or doing something special. I know I need what you have, Jesus, and I'm willing to surrender to that. And then you wake up tomorrow morning and you do the same thing. <clears throat> and you wake up Tuesday morning and you do the same thing. 
Wednesday. You'll get the picture. It's no more than that. Five seconds. God, I give you my life this morning. Not an assurance of my salvation, but just committing my day to you. So if you're in that space, joining our sister, I'm going to pray. The moment that it resonates with your heart, just let it sink in. You can repeat it if you want, but you don't have to. That's not how this works either. There's no magic incantation. incantation. Let it sink into your heart and offer it and yourself to God. Lord, I know that I'm missing something. And I've been trying to figure it out or ignoring it on my own. And today, I trust you with it. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my relationships. I trust you with my business world. All of who I am, I trust to you. put my faith in you and ask for you. And we receive your mercy and your grace for today. Help us to all in church. Help us to all in capacity well and when we know that we need to rest give us peace to do so help us to bring our egos down which you say is just humbling ourselves and you will lift us up help us to find our space in your work to up the church build up the body of believers that are here and to serve this broader community well. Where we're anxious and fearful, give us your peace. Unleash those who are encouragers. Unleash those who are good at seeing the others so they can call them out. Give us grace to walk in your courage, Holy Spirit. more even than that. Give us grace to do this together because that actually brings you more glory than us doing it individually or any really gifted few folks. All of us together. It's in your name we pray. Amen.